Smartcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We have an obligation to help those who we are leading and managing. But as you learn about leadership in the book, leadership doesn't just mean you have a senior position. And so all of us can positively impact those around us. And like ripples in the pond, we can expand our reach and have a larger impact on the world. Hi, and welcome to Deep Leadership. I'm your host, John Rennie. Well, I hope all is well with you today. It is another beautiful day here in North Carolina, and this episode is brought to you by our sponsors, Habit Stack, Ignite Management Services, and Liberty Strength. These sponsors help me bring these shows to you each and every week, so I encourage you to click on their links below and check them out. Also, I want to encourage you to join us on our growing YouTube channel. Search for Deep Leadership on YouTube for videos of all my interviews and exclusive content. Well, that is it. Today, we're going to be talking about the skills you need for a successful career, and my guest is Mark Hirschberg. Mark is the author of The Career Toolkit, Essential Skills for Success That No One Taught You. Think about it. Skills like networking, negotiating, communication, leading, and career planning are all critical skills for your career success, but did anyone ever teach you these skills? We talk about these skills and more and why your education needs to be so much more than just a college degree in this essential conversation. So are you ready to dive in? Let's get started. Welcome to Deep Leadership. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former Cold War submarine officer who spent 20 plus years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Are you ready for some real world actionable advice from John as well as his expert guests? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. The show starts right now. Welcome to the Deep Leadership Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Mark Hirschberg. Educated at MIT, Mark has spent his career launching and fixing new ventures at startups, Fortune 500s, and academia. He has developed new software languages, online marketplaces, new authentication systems, and tracked criminals and terrorists on the dark web. Mark helped create the Undergraduate Practice Opportunities Program, which is MIT's Career Success Accelerator, where he's taught for 20 years. Mark, Mark also serves on the board of Plant a Million Corals. Mark is the author of The Career Toolkit, Essential Skills for Success That No One Taught You. I'm excited to have him on the show to learn more about these essential skills. So, Mark, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure to be here. 
Yeah, it's it's uh, it's my pleasure to have you because I'm interested in this idea of um, this essential skills that no one taught you because I think there's a big problem with that today. And I'm excited to have you on the show to talk about it. But before we dive into the book and all that's in there, tell us a little bit about what this Career Success Accelerator is at MIT and what you do there. When we created this 20-some years ago, we were getting feedback from companies saying there are skills we're looking for. Leadership, networking, team building, communication, all these fundamental skills that we hear about. Companies were looking for this, but they told us we can't find these skills. Not just among MIT students, not just among college grads or among engineers, but universally, they can't find people with these skills that they want throughout their organization. And in some sense, you can look at a university as a supplier for companies. We're supplying them labor. We said, well, our customers are saying there's a problem with our supply. We need to address this. So we were fortunate to get a wonderful grant from a man named Desh Deshpande. He's really funded a lot of amazing programs throughout the world. He gave us our initial grant and we put together what's known as the Undergraduate Practice Opportunities Program. It's named that for historical reasons at MIT. Colloquially, it's the Career Success Accelerator. Okay, And we began taking students in there and teaching these skills. Now, here's the thing. When you think about these skills, you can do semesters, you can do a whole PhD program just on leadership, just Mm. on any one of these skills. We said, that's great. We're not going to have time to do that. Our goal was to create a hands-on program where we get the students in, they can try, they can do, they will often fail because we set up our activities so they do try and fail they oh i can do the math i'm for mit i'm smart wait what do you mean the math alone didn't work what's going on and in that moment that's when they wake up and say maybe there's something more and the way i like to think of the program we open the door for them we help them understand the importance and the relevancy of these other skills we give them their first few steps down that path but then we set them on the right path as they continue to grow and develop those skills throughout their time at MIT and elsewhere. You know, I really like this. I I get a chance to talk to graduate students a lot and um, I teach a session on leadership. And um, one of the things I ask them is how many, you know, courses have they had or how much involvement have they had about the topic of leadership? And these are MBA, international MBA type programs. And um, a lot of them say, you're the first one or you're the second person to talk to us about leadership. And I'm always surprised by that because it seems like if you're going for an MBA, you're likely going to be a business leader at some point in your career. But, why, you know, and the question is, why, why have we missed some of these skills? Why aren't these skills maybe part of a typical major program? I don't know. Is it that we focus on the technical and we, we miss the other skills? Is that why? If you think about it, we've had more formal training in how to tie our shoes than in these skills like leadership or networking, even though people keep telling us it's important. And the reason at the college level, the reason for this is because universities are run by professors. Mm. Now, they're wonderful people, but professors are narrow and deep. And what happens is we show up and we say, I want to be an accounting major. Professors say, okay, well, take these intro classes, some intermediate, we decide you need this and not that. If you do all this, we, the PhDs in accounting, we, the experts, will designate you to have this degree. What the degree is saying, it's not saying you're a good accountant. It's not even saying you're a good employee. 
It's just saying you have achieved this level of understanding in accounting. That's mm-hmm. it. And that was good enough 70, 80 years ago when we were cogs in that big corporate machine. I always envision people sitting at their desk and you've got the inbox and the outbox. Your boss says, do accounting on this. You say, okay, yes, sir. (laughs) Hand it off. Okay, what next, sir? All you needed was accounting. But as the world shifted, especially through the 80s and 90s, as we flattened organizations, got rid of middle management and created more cross-functional teams, the hierarchy went away. And in fact, today, if, for example, you think about marketing, the 24-year-old just out of school marketer, she probably knows more than the 54-year-old when it comes to social media. He has mm. to say, what's TikTok? You tell me what to do instead of I know more than you and I'll just parcel out the work. So the yeah. world has shifted and we need different skills now. That makes a lot of sense. It really does. And I'm glad this is why I wanted to have, have you on the show because I see this as well. I see it as a problem. Um, and And I'm really excited that well, first, MIT has done something about it, but also you've written a book about it, which is helpful for those of us who maybe didn't or can't go to MIT. So, but talk to us about the book. The book is called The Career Toolkit, Essential Skills for Success That No One Taught You. Now, who did you write this book for? This is a general audience book. I would define it as white collar workers, 20 to 40. Although I get a lot of feedback from people in their 40s, even 50s and a few in their 60s who have said, What a great book. I wish I had this 30 (laughs) years ago. And that's fine because as long as you can say, I wish I could be better at this tomorrow, it would be impactful, then the book can help you. Hmm. The book itself, now it's not written for engineers. Our course at MIT, we're a little engineering oriented, but there's nothing engineering or science specific. These are general skills, 10 skills, 10 chapters. Hmm. And the skills, you've seen this list before. Now, you've probably seen lists anywhere from about 5 to 50 topics. And it's really just how you're dividing up the bucket. But we put into 10 skills, and they're broken down as follows. Section 1, three chapters. Chapter 1, how to create and execute a career plan. And by the way, even if you're a CEO, even if you're an owner, you still need a career plan. Your title Mm. might not change, but you need to worry about your growth. Chapter 2 is working effectively, skills like managing your manager, understanding corporate culture, corporate politics. Chapter three is interviewing. And now here's another skill. There's lots of support for how you interview as a candidate, but many of us have to hire other people. And again, zero training how to hire others. Yes. Section two, leadership and management, chapter on leadership, and then chapter on people management, and one on process management. They are separate skills, although go together quite a bit. And then the third section, interpersonal dynamics, has four chapters, communication, networking, negotiations, and ethics. Mm. This, these are powerful. I mean, all of these things I use every day as a, as a business leader. And yet, again, it's one of those things you think back and you're like, I don't remember anyone teaching me this stuff in school, you know. Um, Fortunately, I I was in the military and they did teach leadership. So they actually, we went to leadership classes, how to learn how to be an effective leader. So I had a little advantage there, but I certainly didn't get any in my undergraduate, you know, my, you know, mechanical engineering degree did not have any courses on leadership at all. (laughs) So it's it's interesting because, you know, typically people who, who end up you know, with technical degrees, end up managing technical people in some time in their career, which, again, there's there's something missing there. There's a gap in terms of the skills that are being taught. 
There is. And we just assume people will naturally get through osmosis. Yeah. Unfortunately, they don't. A few do. Many don't. But you can actually train up not only yourself, but your staff. Mm. And on my website, I have a number of free downloads. I don't even get it with your email. So you just download. I don't know you download. You don't have to sign up for anything. One of the first downloads is how to create a program similar to what we did at MIT, because you can do this in your organization. Mm. A lot of the learning we're trained for is broadcast learning. And that's what's going on right now. You and I are speaking and there are many people listening to us, but not interacting. That's mm. what many of our classes were like. You have the professor up front. And right. you were, if you're like, in my classes, you were just scribbling down notes as fast as you could. It's reading, it's listening. But the way we built this program at MIT and what you can do in your organizations is interactive, hands-on learning and discussion. Because the truth is these skills, it's not like learning the periodic table in chemistry. It's more like learning sports. I can teach you the rules to a certain sport in a matter of minutes or an hour. But to actually get good at, you have to practice. You have to run drills. You need to scrimmage. You need to reflect on your games. You need to get feedback. And that's what's true of these skills. So what you can do is create some peer learning groups, create small groups of people within your company, cross-functional. Don't just put all your engineers in one place and all your salespeople in another. Cross-functional groups. And by the way, if you're a solopreneur or super small, find other companies and create groups across the company. They don't all have to be in your same company. Within these groups, you want to create, take some content that they're going to focus on. Now, yes, you can use my book and chop it up. But if you don't want to use my book, well, use John's book. His mm -hmm. books are fantastic. Use other books out there. Use podcast episodes like this one. Doesn't matter what the source is, articles, videos. You come together, you've read a few pages of the book, you've listened to the podcast episode, and now you have that discussion mm. because it's in that discussion that you learn. And we're going to talk about, for example, you might have something in your books, a prior experience, a leadership challenge you had, and we can all talk about it. This is what we do in business schools, case studies. Mm -hmm. Well, what you do, here's what I would do. Oh, you know, your approach is different. I never would have thought of that. And maybe your leadership style doesn't resonate with me, but even just knowing about it, saying, wow, there's a different approach, helps me expand my leadership capabilities. Now, if you do this, by the way, and remember, this is all free. Maybe you buy books for people, but again, you can use free content. You get four amazing benefits. First, you're going to upskill your team. You're going to build in these skills for everyone on your team. Second, you are engaging your employees. And we know today, as we're recording this in 2023, employees are saying, it's not just the paycheck. We want companies who support us, who train us, who care about us. So you're creating that engagement that will help with your intention, retention. Third, you are fostering internal networks. Because you have people from different groups who might not otherwise interact, you're building those relationships. And internal networking is so important to individual success and organizational success. And finally, you're creating a common language. So for example, if the book you chose was good to great, well, afterwards, you can say, hey, hedgehog model. Everyone says, oh, right, hedgehog model. I know exactly what you mean. So these four things, you get them all, and it costs you nothing. 
I love that. And thanks for picking one of my favorite books. And I don't, I know the hedgehog reference. So thank you. <laughs> but no, I think it's really good. And, and, and like you said, um, we're developing our team. And, you know, people say to me, well, how do I develop my organization? How do I become, how do I get my people more engaged? Well, this is an example of of engaging your team and in and in in, in teaching skills that help them be more effective in their life, whether it's with your company or not. And you're, and you're helping them grow as individuals and to become better as individuals. And you're engaging them, they're engaging you. And, and I love the idea of, um, you know, you know, raising everybody up together and having this common, uh, common language that you learn, because that's one of the things that you know, again, one of the things I talk about in my books is that when you go through, in particular, you go through tough times with a group, right? You you all have that common, you've shared these common experiences, right? That your bonds get greater when you have these shared experiences. And so the more that we can create these shared experiences with our team, the more we're going to have a deeper bond. And I like this idea of a way to develop skills, but also deepen the bonds within the team. I like that a lot. And if you think about it, we're all trying to improve. I often give the example, what if every negotiation you had got one, 2% better? Mm. What would that do to you personally, your bottom line? But now imagine to your organization, it's not just your negotiations, but all your employees' negotiations with external parties, but even with each other, because we often negotiate with yeah. coworkers. And what if it's not just your negotiations, but your leadership, your communication, your teamwork, if everyone in your organization got just a little bit better, what is that going to do to the success and outcome of your company? We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. Leadership skills are like any other skills. You need to practice them to get better at them. Best-selling leadership author John S. Rennie knows this. That's why he's written a new book called You Have the Watch. It's a guided journal for leaders designed to take you through an entire year of leadership training. By the end of the year, you will master 50 of the most important leadership skills. If you want to have a greater impact on the results and people in your organization, go to youhavethewatch.com and pick up your copy today. This episode is brought to you by Habit Stack. Effective leaders make a habit of working on important goals no matter how busy they feel. Habit Stack software helps leadership teams build that habit. The system guides you to set crystal clear goals, align your tasks to those goals, and make progress every week. I use Habit Stack and I absolutely love it. It's such an easy tool to use, and I love how it reinforces the right habits with my leadership team. Habit Stack is free to use. It's so simple that you get the hang of it in just five minutes. Go to habitstack.com to get started. This episode is brought to you by Ignite Management Services. Ignite is led by Mike Watson, who you might remember from episode 137. Mike and his team believe that everything starts with leadership, whether it's strategy execution or cultural transformation. It's the role of the leader to create the conditions for their people to succeed. The team at Ignite can help you develop critical habits to enhance your leadership capability and transform your business. Ignite Management is now offering the Resilient Leadership Assessment Tool, this is an online questionnaire designed to assess and guide leadership development, coaching, and team building. It provides leaders an opportunity to gain insights into their leadership strengths and development needs. 
After taking this assessment, you will receive a custom detailed report that provides practical and actionable recommendations to enhance your effectiveness. I have taken this assessment myself and found it to be extremely valuable in helping me make changes to my leadership approach. Right now, Ignite is offering 15% off the price of this tool to the deep leadership audience. Go to ignitemanagement.ca and enter the code START15 at checkout to get started today. This episode is brought to you by Jeremy Clevenger at Liberty Strength. As a high-performing leader, you know that leadership isn't about telling people what to do. It's about leading by example. And for most people, the one area that they are lacking when it comes to leading by example is their health and fitness. By improving your health and fitness, every other area of your life improves. Your energy skyrockets, your sleep improves, your confidence increases, and more. But how can you get and stay fit as a busy leader? Well, you do what you've always done. You hire the best people for the job. Don't struggle on your own. Put Liberty Strength in your corner. Jeremy and his team will work with you to take your physique, mindset, nutritional habits, and more to the next level with his step-by-step, all-inclusive coaching program. I've worked with Liberty Strength for the past two years, and I'm in the best shape of my life, and I'm still hitting strength personal records at 56 years old. If you want to step up your game, reach out to Jeremy at libertystrengthtx.com to find out more and get your initial consultation scheduled with him today. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. You're right. We're all doing these things at some point in our career, depending, and it doesn't matter where you're at in the organization. You might say, well, leadership. Maybe somebody on the factory floor doesn't isn't leading on a regular basis. Well, or there's plenty of opportunities to volunteer for an employee. We're gonna have an employee event, like they're volunteering to be part of that. Well, they're likely you're gonna lead that, lead a small team to be able to put together a party or what have you. There, we're always going to be using those skills. Negotiation, again, another example where you're gonna be using that all the time. <clears throat> and why not get one, two, three percent better by by learning these skills? So that's one of the things I really like about this approach. So the, the book you mentioned is for, it's for really about anyone, uh, 20 to 40 year old typically is, is the audience. But when people read through this books, what are, what are your hopes that they'll come away with? Is it just for them personally in their career or for them to think deeper about uh, the, the impact they're going to make in the world, whether they're a, a leader or involved in some way that they can influence other people? At an internal level, the way each chapter in the book works. And by the way, you can read the chapters in any order. It's Mm. not that you start on page one. You can say, you know what? Networking, that's what I need to work on. So go right to chapter eight and start there. Mm, I like it. Each chapter has a mental shift. It's how you can look at these skills in a different way, in a new way, and then a number of concrete things you can do to be more effective in that role and then follow up things to continue to improve. And of course, the app that will take it further. So I first want you yourself to improve and be better. But by being better, you're going to impact those around you. 
Certainly as leaders, as managers, we have an obligation to help those who we are leading and managing. But as you learn about leadership in the book, leadership doesn't just mean you have a senior position. And so all of us can positively impact those around us. And like ripples in the pond, we can expand our reach and have a larger impact on the world. I love that. I love that. And you say that you can apply this to your personal life as well. You certainly can. We'll take negotiations again. And negotiations, <laughs> how often do we negotiate with our spouse? Heck, we negotiate with our children. People come to me and say, oh, I'm, I'm not good at negotiation. It's, it's just not natural. Ask your parents, when you were three, do you ever say, yes, mom, I will eat every vegetable you give to me. <laughs> Bedtime, I'm going right to bed. No, you negotiated. Well, what if I only have to eat you know, half the carrot? What if I can stay up 10 more minutes? We all are natural negotiators. Mm. Just forgot that. I love that. That's so true. Yeah. We, why, why did we forget negotiations when we were so good at it at three? I just want to, you know, like, mom, I just want to stay up a little later. Mom, I want to eat candy or whatever. But we were great at it. <laughs> so where do we lose it? You know, why do we lose that, uh, you know, that childlike um, approach to negotiations? I, I love that. I suspect I'm going out on a limb because I've not done research. <laughs> At age three, we had nothing to lose. We'll See, that's it. That's it. But as adults, in fact, we're afraid. Yeah. Oh, what if I ask you for more money or delivery sooner and you say no? Yeah. I'm going to feel rejected and I'm yeah. scared of that. And so part of it is getting the confidence back. It's a little like public speaking. So yeah. nice. I'm going to go out. And yeah. sometimes I'm going to have an amazing talk. And sometimes I'm going to think, oh, my God, I, I bombed. I do stand-up comedy once in a while. And some of those jokes just go, wow, that did not work. <laughs> but that's okay. I'm not going to take it personally. I'm going to keep going. And the same is true for our negotiations. If a negotiation doesn't work, if we sit there and we go back and forth and we don't reach a conclusion, yeah, that's okay. That's still potentially a successful negotiation yeah. we just found well there was no zone of agreement but it was worth trying and so yeah. we have to reset our mindset that it's it's not just one outcome that we can consider successful i like that i like that a lot it's like we talk about on this show a lot is that you're going to be bad at anything you you begin at so just do it and learn from the process and you get better at it over time but but not doing it you'll never get those those reps and you never get the chance to to get better at it so i do like that uh the idea of you know, trying, learning, and and getting better uh, over time. Uh, it's funny though. You know, you mentioned the, the the fear is a big part of why we don't like to sell, why we don't like to speak, why we don't like to negotiate. That fear of rejection, failure, embarrassment, right? And I do think that fear limits us in a lot of things that we do in our career. And um, and you know, and and for listeners who are listening in, I'll just tell you that you know the best things you can do are are to try things that you're afraid of. And, and learn and make those mistakes and trip and fall on your face because every one of those failures is an opportunity to learn and an opportunity to get better. But if you don't take those risks, if you don't take that chance, you're never going to get that opportunity to learn. So I do like that part of this, which is, you know, here's here's a mindset shift that you should go into with, with respect to negotiations. Now get out there and try it and learn from it and figure out your voice in, in how you you properly negotiate or you properly lead or you properly speak. You're exactly right. And this goes back to that philosophy in MIT's class, in this program I gave you, you might not in your daily job have the opportunity to use each one of these skills, mm -hmm. 
That's why when you come together as a group and you have this discussion, well, that's a little like scrimmage. You can't always have the opportunity to say, oh, I'm going to try a new type of management. And then if you screw it up, two days later, say, well, time out, do over. That was practice. It doesn't count. But in this small group, you can talk about, I'm thinking of trying this. Has anyone tried something similar? What worked and what didn't and what pitfalls should I look out Mm -hmm. for? So that gives us that safe place to play. And in fact, when you think about sports, we watch our teams on TV and we watch them for a couple hours a week. But most of the work happens long before they set foot on the field. It's all that training Mm -hmm. and preparation. But in our workplace, we're on the field all the time. We rarely step back and get training. And in fact, when we do, it's usually our manager says, oh, congratulations, we're sending you to a two-day training program. (laughs) Yeah. Imagine if the coach said, welcome to the team. Before we start the season, I'm going to send you to a two-day sports clinic. Okay, welcome back. Fantastic. You're ready for the whole season. (laughs) No, don't don't bother showing up to practice. You got two days of training. You're set. Yeah. So we need to employ similar techniques for that just small, regular, incremental training. That's mm. how we're going to get better. I love that. You know, <clears throat> we're in a team sport. We need to train in a, as, as a team. It, may, it makes a lot of sense versus individual training and then trying to bring everybody's individual skills. Again, we don't get that shared experience, that that, that common language. We miss out on it when we don't do it as, as a team. <clears throat> so that's pretty, that's an important part of, of this program. So the other thing I was going to ask you, as you mentioned it, um, is that you created an app as part of this book. Um, Tell me why. It's interesting. Why did you create an app? How does it work? What's what's the what's the purpose of the app and how has it evolved over time? I created the free brain bump app. Now, here's the thing I saw with my students. They come and do the class. Yeah. And we're doing these interactive sessions and they learn and say, wow, this is great. Maybe they're taking a few notes, not so much because they're doing, it's not a traditional lecture class. And as soon as that last class takes place and they walk out the door. I swear I could see the information just spilling out of their ears, (laughs) never to be remembered again. How often do people read books like mine, like others, like yours, and you say, wow, this is great, but how much do you remember a month later? How much of this episode are you going to remember even three days later? That's a problem. We put all this time in, and yet we forget. So I want to make that useful and valuable. Now, we know one of the best ways to learn spaced repetition, fancy name for open the book again before the test, or use flashcards. (laughs) But we're adults. We don't do that. There's no test. So I wanted to come up with a way where we can make the information memorable and accessible. And that's what Brain Bump does. It takes the key points from books, blogs, podcasts, talks, classes, puts them into the app. So think of little tip cards. They're all tagged by topic, and you can use it one of two ways. If you're reading my book, for example, you might say, well, I'm I'm a new manager. I'm reading these management techniques. You can set up so at 9 a.m. each day, you get a little pop-up. Just You don't even have to open the app. It just pops up, and, oh, right, that's one of the things I read in the book. Okay, great, swipe, done. Yeah. And just by seeing it over and over, when and where it's relevant, you start to retain it. Later on, we have mostly business content, but you can imagine as we expand our content, if there are marriage tips, you might want that at 6 p.m., right, as you go home to your spouse. <laughs> On the ride home. <laughs> and so it just takes two seconds a day. You just need to look at the pop-up, say, right, yep, good, swipe, done. But yeah. two seconds a day, 
greatly improves the retention of the content you're using. Now, the other way to use the app is in a just-in-time feature. Imagine you're walking into a conference. Now, you've read my chapter on networking, let's say, but where did you read it? At home. And where do you need it? Right now at the conference, there's a disconnect. So imagine you say, well, I'm just going to pull the phone out of my pocket, open the app, tap networking because everything's tagged by topic. And there are all the networking tips. So quickly flip through them Mm. right before you go into the room and you've got them all top of mind. Mm. Brain Bump app does. It is completely free. All the content is free and it lets you access the information you're learning from the sources we have. And in the 2.0 version that is coming out in the fall of 2023, you'll be able to add your own content. Even if we haven't done that book or that podcast yet, you can add your own tips. You can import your Kindle highlights. So you've got what you need, when and where you need it. Oh, I love it. I love it. That makes a lot of sense because I think you're right. We do. We tend to have this one and done mindset. We read a book and then we're, we're off to the races. We go to a, a course, a couple of day course, and we, we come back to work. And, and those, all the, if I think about my 22 year corporate career, I've been, I've been to hundreds and hundreds of training programs and I, I have nothing to show for it other than maybe it might be in the gray matter somewhere. I could probably dig up a, an idea from one of those courses. So the idea of, being able to put place things in a place where it can remind you of some of those key lessons. Hey, you're not going to put every slide inside this app, I would imagine, but the things that really stood out from you, like, oh, shoot, that is something that I never want to forget. That's a really important tip or a very important idea or a way of thinking about something. And that's the ones you want to put in there that eventually will, you know, keep reminding you of those ideas. I really like that. I would take notes on the books I've read or at conferences, mm. but then I'd never go back and look at those yeah. notes. Yeah. And so this is what, by pulling them in your pocket and even having that passive space repetition, you're going to get better use out of all that effort. Mm, man. So you say the app is free and it's available on app stores. Is that right? It is Brain Bump, completely free, Android and iPhone stores. Or you can go to brainbumpapp.com. That's brainbumpapp.com. And there you can see how to use the app, where to download. Again, on the iPhone and Android stores, 100% free. Well, that's great. Again, listeners, this is why you listen to the show. You find so many free things that you can get. The show is free. And every time you listen, there's typically one free piece of information, free app, uh, that you can get if you listen in. And again, we're going to put that link in the show notes below. Click on the links below. You're going to get to these free resources. That's why we do this show. So you can have tools that'll help you become a better boss. I absolutely love this. Um, Mark, how can people, I'm sorry, uh, what final message would you like to leave with our listeners right now? Is to remember that learning these skills is not a solo activity. Mm. Skills are best learned in groups because you will get those different perspectives. It also helps you stay on task and not, oh, yeah, well, I'm busy and I don't have time to keep up with it. So create those peer learning groups. And that free download on my books website, that's one you can download, you can establish it in your organization or create a local meetup group if you don't have other people do it with, but create that peer learning group because that's the best way to learn these skills. 
I love it. I love it. Such great, good advice, uh, ways to get better. I love this idea of doing it as a group, a peer learning group. Again, those shared experiences and you build a team, you build a common language. I like that part of this. Um, Mark, how can people find out more about you, the book and uh, the website where you have a lot of a lot more free resources? Well, I gave one website already, brainbumpapp.com for the app. Now for the book and for me, go to thecareertoolkitbook.com. And on that website, you can learn more about the book. You can get in touch with me. You can follow me on social media or read the articles I put out every week. But there's also free resources on the resources page at thecareertoolkitbook.com. Everything there, you can download for free. I'm not gating it. There's nothing to buy. And we've got these wonderful tools, including the peer learning that we just talked about, but other resources for hiring, for interviewing, for thinking about your career, all free. And all of that is at thecareertoolkitbook.com. Well, fantastic. We'll put a link in the show notes for that resource and also for the app. I've been through the website. It's fantastic. It's fully loaded with so much content out that, that again, is free. You can access it. You can learn these, these skills and you can get better at your job. And again, follow the links below in the show notes. Get with Mark's resources. Learn from his techniques. And uh, yeah, you can be a better leader and you learn skills that you never were taught in school. So that's one thing that's a really essential part of this this particular discussion is we, we, we weren't taught many of these things and we can learn them, but we've got to focus on making sure that we're, we know what they are and how to learn about them, learn more about them. So there's a great resource. The book is called uh, The Career Toolkit, Essential Skills for Success That No One Taught You. And follow the link below if you want to get that book or go to... Mark's website and get more information off his website. Mark, I want to thank you for coming on the show and sharing all of this information because I think we are going to be better because of it. Thanks again for having me and I wish everyone success in their careers. I love it. Thanks again. Well, that's it for today. Thank you for listening to Deep Leadership. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and share so we can continue to build a world with better bosses. Until next time, this is John Rennie saying take care and lead well. Thank you for listening to Deep Leadership. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all you do. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information and updates, please visit our website at www.deepleadershippodcast.com or johnsrenny.com. Until next time, take care. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electrocast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electrocast networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electrocast Podcasts and hear the culture. Electrocast. Welcome to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing, where we harmonize your mind, body, and soul. I'm Amanda, your sound therapy expert. And I'm Stephen, the curious explorer uncovering the mysteries of sound. 
Together we explore vibrations, frequencies and the power of sound therapy and tuning forks. Discover ancient wisdom, reduce stress and tune into a healthier life. Subscribe to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing today.